Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lancaster Safety's Workplace Safety Podcast. My name is Sarge, and here on the WSP, we will focus on common health and safety issues found in the workplace. We'll also discuss the ins and outs of what it takes to be, as well as stay compliant with OSHA's ever-changing policies. Throughout the series, we'll also be joined by a variety of health and safety professionals from across the nation to discuss various types of health and safety standards and how they could potentially apply to your workforce. Everybody, welcome back. This is Lancaster Safety's new Workplace Safety Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Alan Rupert, a health and safety professional here at Lancaster Safety. Today, we're going to jump into the first part of our, you know, health and safety compliance saga and tackle the uh, let's talk about safety aspect. Uh, Al, how long have you been here at Lancaster Safety? How long have you been in the health and safety industry? First of all, thanks for inviting me, Sarge. Appreciate it. I've been here with Lancaster Safety since April 22nd of uh, 2019. Nice. But I have over 30 years of experience in uh, either in health and safety, uh, both in or in construction, general industry, a little bit of agriculture, and a little bit of uh, retail. I've been uh, I've been a safety consultant, safety manager for various different companies. I've worked in construction uh, several times. I've also been a field safety representative as well. Awesome! That's amazing. That's amazing. So you have uh, a vast amount of experience that you get to bring into your your day to day. Uh, what you do here at Lancaster Safety, as far as going out and doing trainings and inspections, yes, and, and whatever you we, you need basically need you to do on it, you know. Ever, you know, so what do you kind of, what is, what is your job here? What do you guys do? What do you do, I should say? Well, my job here at Lancaster Safety is I am a safety trainer. I go out to other companies, uh, to clients of ours, and I train them on their annual safety trainings. I do specific safety trainings, uh, confined space. I do um, confined space rescue. I do trench excavating work, uh, anything like that, that anything that the client would need that we basically help them with. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, so let's jump right into the uh, the form that we want to kind of get tackled here today. Uh, so we'll start off with what does OSHA stand for? Well, OSHA is, stands for the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. It's the federal agency charged with setting and enforcing standards uh, to ensure the safe and healthful working uh, and conditions in the United States okay. for all employees. Um, so what, what's their purpose? Like, is there, what is their why are they there and what are they? What's their objective here? Their, their main purpose is to save lives, to cut down on the numbers of fatalities and work-related injuries throughout the work facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also trying to prevent any types of injuries or illnesses or whatever. They're try- they give you the tools to make sure that you understand of how to do that, how to recognize the different hazards that go along with this as well. Excellent. Excellent. Now, is OSHA the same thing as the Labor Department, or are they different? Uh, OSHA is a part of the Department of Labor. Okay. Um, it is was put in effect uh, by 1970 under President Nixon under the OSHA Act, but uh, it is a sub it is a subsidiary of the Department of Labor. Okay, okay. that makes perfect sense. So, so they they are a subsidiary, so they do kind of fall under that umbrella. They would. do. Yes, okay. they do. I know I asked you earlier what the purpose is, but what does you know, what does OSHA really do? Like when they come out there and they do their inspections. What are they really trying to get at? What's their purpose? They're trying what to... their mission, actually? What's their mission? Okay, their mission is to assure safe and helpful work, working conditions for working men and women by setting and enforcing standards and providing training, outreach, education, and assistance. Okay. Now, so how would you say that they help the American workers? Well, first of all, they help the, the, the American companies to help them identify 
hazardous conditions that might be in the workplace okay. through training, uh, through other things that go along with this as well. They also help uh, protect employees uh, from any retribution from the employer in case there's any problem, in case there would be like a, say, for example, like a whistleblower uh, person would be, for example, they have, once they're under the OSHA format, they have re rules and regulations that everybody has to follow. And they have certain precautions that the employer is not allowed to act on to them once they start, say if the, an employee recognizes, um, it's, say if they recognize a hazard and the employer doesn't want to do anything about that. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, also they are, they provide free assistance to anybody that needs it. All you got to do is just call the, your local OSHA office and they'll gladly give you assistance on whatever you need. Um, the secretary of labor has a quote saying that no one should have to sacrifice their life to their livelihood because a nation built in the dignity of work must provide safe working conditions for its people. This is not, this was said by Thomas E. Perez. He is the former secretary of the labor. Nice. <clears throat> uh, that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And that's It's a good thing that they're out there. I know that um, here at Lancaster safety, we get kind of mixed emotions. We get phone calls sometimes, uh, especially when OSHA has been out to visit. Uh, do companies support OSHA's mission overall, do you believe? Um, yes, I think they do, and they have to because it is the law. Uh, under OSHA's general duty clause, it states that every employer shall have a shall furnish, furnish to each employee a safe and healthful workplace uh, free of injuries and accidents or whatever. So, yes, it is the law that they have to, and if they don't abide by that law, they will get cited for it and uh, possibly penalized. Okay. Oh, nice. <clears throat> Um, what do I need to know about OSHA as an employer, employee out there? Okay. Uh, just, a, just a quick rundown, if you would. Okay. Well, since 1970, whenever OSHA has, has was started, the number of fatalities, injuries, and illnesses throughout the workplace, throughout the United States and all of the U.S. territories that OSHA governs, the numbers are, have been dropping down. Uh, in 1970, there was approximately 38 workplace deaths fatalities per, per day, which is a very high number. Yes. And since these numbers and with all the trainings and regulations that have been put into place, these numbers have actually dropped down to where it's 14 um, fatalities per day in the, in the workplace. So the number has decreased sufficiently. Yeah. But what you have to remember is that since 1970, our workforce has more than doubled nice. on there. So it's a, we're actually up to about 65%. Uh, increase in workforce where our accidents and injuries have declined about 67%. That's amazing. That's amazing. <clears throat> um, you know, you've been doing this for so many years. Uh, I know at one point in time you shared a, a story of some experience that you were out there on the roads. We're, we're now into February now. Okay. Uh, and it's getting cold out there. It's going to snow in a lot of, a lot of parts of the United States. Um, safe driving practices are really important. Can you share upon us, uh, you know, why you believe that's really important for people out there, especially people on the roads sure. this time of year? Sure. Um, about a year or so ago, I was on my way to work, uh, seven o'clock in the morning, and I was traveling on a very busy highway. There was a lot of traffic on that highway. There was probably about 20 to 30 cars in front of me and seven or eight cars behind me. We were on this busy road and the car in front of me, myself, and the car behind me had just went through a green light. And whenever it did, the person that was driving the car behind me either received a phone call, a phone message, looked at her phone or whatever, slammed on the gas and slammed into me, causing me to be smashed between 
the car in front of me and the car behind me. <clears throat> I was not injured, but my car was my car was completely totaled after that, and I had to get a new car because of that. Now we, we talk a lot about you know over and over here, especially at Lancaster Safety, the importance of driving safely to and from work and not allowing yourself to be distracted while on the roads, uh, and how important that is. Um, just safe practices across the board. Right. Uh, it starts from you know taking the extra step to not be distracted while you're while you're in piloting or in control of the vehicle. Um, other key things are just preventative maintenance for your vehicle, right. making sure that you have the proper you know tires. Make sure your tires are checked, tire pressure, um, and you're just prepared for the day because um, you never know when you can't prepare for an accident. They just happen, right? That's right. One thing that you need to be aware of too is during the winter months you need to pack. Pack in a blanket, um, some extra clothes, some gloves, uh, a hat, and everything, so that in, if you do get stuck or stranded or whatever, then you're protected from the elements. That's a great idea. I, I, actually, most people probably don't even think about that. They don't. They don't. Uh, another great idea, is, uh, and I know that most people don't have one, is first aid kit in your car. That's right. I mean, how many times have you been out at the park or somewhere else and you get cut or something like that? Uh, it's just a great thing to have just in case an emergency was to occur. First aid kits and fire extinguishers. Now, oh, yeah. all your Absolutely. commercial trucking, all your all your commercial trucks are required to have first aid or fire extinguishers placed in whenever they're driving. But why aren't the personal vehicles permit required to have them put in them as well? That's a great question. It's uh, I've been questioning that for quite some time, and I, I don't know the answer to that. But you're getting something else that you should probably think about of keeping a small fire extinguisher right. in your car as well. Other than the <clears throat> typical roadside kit that the dad's, you know, your dad will send you, you know, on Father's Day. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yep. We'll, we'll help you with the jumper cables. No problem. That's right. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Well, Alan, this is all great. Um, we're going to jump into uh, actually a little bit of breaking news. Okay. Uh, we're moving right along. Um, Mid-January every year, OSHA likes to raise their their fines to kind of meet the uh, the demographic of the United States. The cost of living. The cost of living. Yep. And uh, it's gone up slightly. So in two, now here, just recently, in the past couple of weeks, uh, the serious violation has increased to 13000 $494 okay. for a serious violation. Uh, can you explain to them what a serious violation is? A serious violation is either a, whenever there's an employee that is either has a fatality or a serious injury, an accident involving some type of hospitalization. Uh, or just anything that's beyond a paper violation would be actually fall into the serious violation. That's correct. Yeah, so if it, in other words, if it's beyond documentation, it will be considered a serious violation, and any single serious violation could get you up to $13,494. That's slightly increased from last year, where it was $13,262. Uh, now, they also have a failure to abate. Uh, failure to abate is for when you go out and once you receive your citations from OSHA, and you can just kind of ignore them. They'll give you a date to respond back, and that's correct. And every day <clears throat> beyond that is your failure to abate. And every day beyond failure debate is one thousand or thirteen thousand four hundred ninety-four dollars per day, uh, like it is it was last year at the thirteen twenty or two hundred and sixty dollars. So it's gone up just a few hundred dollars, but every year it slightly goes up. Um, the willful and repeat violations, we hate to see those. Correct. That's um, usually when people were hit with those violations is because they're just just blatantly disregarding safety and neglecting their responsibilities. Correct. Uh, and OSHA is very well aware of it to, for them to get to that level. Um, the willful repeats have now gone to $134,000 and $937 um, over 
where it was at $134,598. So it went from $134,937. It, it's just, it's just a price that most companies can't afford to risk. That's correct. Um, no matter what, well, we, we talk to people all day about safety and how important it is. And uh, this is the key right here. If you want to stay in business, uh, we, we can help you by keeping that price down. I know companies that have been hit by a large OSHA citation and the companies have actually closed down because they weren't able to make the money to pay to pay for them or, or whatever. Oh, wow. So you have to really be careful whenever you are given a citation. You, you know, uh, OSHA usually doesn't allow you to have a payment plan. Now, there will be certain circumstances under the under OSHA that they will permit you to have a, a payment plan mm -hmm. payable within like three months or five months or whatever. But okay. usually they want you to pay the citation nice. up front and on the date when it's ready to happen. Okay. Right. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect uh, in other news, um, to my surprise, uh, every uh, every month we hear Lancaster Safety. We have a health and fitness newsletter, and uh, I read them relig religiously as every other newsletter comes through because I'm just a guru as far as health and safety goes. I want to learn as much as possible. Um, but when I opened up the newsletter this month, uh, to my surprise, it was actually myself highlighted in it, and uh, I was um, I wasn't expecting that. I've been on a, a I hate the word journey. Okay. And to be honest, I hate the word journey. It's um, no offense, office ladies. I love you all, but I feel like an adventure is more the adopted okay. word. Okay. Uh, because what I've learned over this past year is not only how to maintain uh, a weight, but actually to lose weight safely and only by slightly tweaking different things in my lifestyle. Um, I'm a typical, typical American. I love fast food. I love soda. I love pizza. I love burgers. You know, I just love to, I'd love to eat. Food is my favorite thing. Okay. <laughs> Next to my kids. Uh, so, and if that's all, if that's fair. And that being said, um, yeah, I'd learned to kind of cut back on what was really hurting me as far as diet wise. Okay. I uh, started off February early at um, almost 370 pounds. Uh, today, I, I sit in front of you guys, as you see, uh, uh, for some of you see, some of you here, uh, 265 pounds. And so it's 103 pound uh, weight loss in 12 that's fan, months. That's fantastic. Congratulations. I, I really I, I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. It's, it's weird because people that I haven't seen over the past year, like, we don't even recognize you. That's to awesome. Me, to be honest, I don't recognize myself. Uh, growing up, I don't think there was any point in time, even in high school, where I was 265 pounds. I was always 300 plus. Uh, so this is a, a new lease on life, if you would. Do you feel better? Do you feel like you have more energy? Uh, I definitely do. I definitely have more uh, energy. I have I'm more willing to do things and try things. It's okay. Kind of, it's kind of the. Um, it was almost like I was using my weight as a crutch. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to apply myself in any physical or in you know extraneous activities because I just assumed I couldn't because of my weight because I'd be out, out of breath or you know whatever it'd be. But when I I, I kicked away the, the stupid excuses. And I said, all right, well, if you want this, and I, I needed to want it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the biggest problem is people are asked to lose weight and they're told to lose weight. But if they don't want to lose weight, right. it's not going to happen. It becomes very hard for yeah. them. And, and people that ask me about how I do it, I, my first question to them is, do you want it? You know, if, they, if they want it, they said that they want it, uh, it's not hard. You have to just monitor your calorie intake and make sure that you're eating Things and actually cut out the bad. So if you're big on pop, limit that pop and cut it out. Okay. That's a lot of calories that you're intaking. Iced teas, um, 
I'm, I'm originally I graduated from Penn Hills uh, PA, home of Turner's Tea. Yeah. Um, there they have those little quarts that I used to die for. Um, 400 calories in a quart of tea. Yep. Uh, you drink two or three or four of those in a day, not even thinking of what you're putting into your body, That's you know, right. yep. and then you're carrying that around, around for another you know, week, two weeks after. And the biggest thing is just not to get discouraged. Yeah. You know, well, congratulations on you. And I appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's, good it's, luck with your with your journey or your destination where you're trying to get to. And uh, we'll see. Keep we'll up see. the good work. It's a hard it's a hard thing to do, but very good. Very good on your part. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I think the next next stop is going to be uh, right around 200. Uh, so I got about 60 more pounds to go. Awesome. We'll see what I look like at that point. At that point. I need to kind of measure my muscle compared to my my weight loss because I mean I've, I've been a big guy so hopefully I have some muscle in there somewhere. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see though. But but that's enough of that for today, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us on this week's uh, Lancaster Safety's Workplace Podcast. Alan, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. If you have any questions or anything, please give Lancaster Safety a call. Thank you for taking the time of listening today. If you have any further questions, please call Lancaster Safety at 888-403-6026, and we would be happy to help. Also, follow us on social media for more health and safety news and updates. We truly appreciate your time and hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to keep up to date with future workplace safety podcasts, please click the subscribe button. Thank you for your time, and hopefully you have a safe day.